Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation. It is your host, Alicia Carlson, and it is so good to be back here with you again this week. I hope that you had a lovely weekend. I feel like myself, I am still either rehabbing from a weekend out of town or getting ready to invite Aunt Flo for her monthly visit, or perhaps it is a combination of the both of them. I always feel like I have a little bit of a hard time kind of getting back into the routine, getting myself motivated again, especially after being out of town, maybe staying up later than usual and just being out of my normal routine. But then also the thing that I really have noticed about myself, especially the more that I have been paying attention to my monthly cycle and just kind of my energy levels and, you know, cravings and all of these different kinds of things, I definitely notice the day or two before I start my period, I am just so tired. And so if that is you, I don't know that you need the permission, but sometimes we just need that little reminder that it is 100% okay to listen to your body, to take those naps, to get extra sleep, to maybe go a little bit easier in the gym or the workouts or whatever that is, and to just know that you're not being lazy. There's nothing at all for you to feel guilty about or ashamed over or to beat yourself up. It just might be kind of a natural part of your body's monthly rhythm. Uh, That is not actually what we're gonna be talking about today. However, I do feel like it kind of ties in there nicely. Uh, because it is about self-love, loving ourselves well, and really kind of having our own backs and treating ourselves with kindness and compassion no matter what. So no matter the fails, no matter the mistakes that we make, no matter how many times it feels like we might be starting over, it really is just about meeting yourself in a place of love and grace. And I know for myself, when I first started my own fitness journey gosh, I think about 14 years ago, I definitely was not meeting myself from that place of love and compassion and kindness. And the more that I really kind of reflect and think about it, the more I can see that a lot of the motivation that was really driving my behavior around exercise and food had a lot more to do with fear or feeling bad about myself or feeling, I guess, shame, you know, just feeling like my body was wrong if it didn't look a certain way or if it wasn't a certain size. And so it, while on the surface, it might have looked like I was going through the motions of self-love, I definitely would say I was not loving myself well. And that is actually what we're going to really be kind of diving into today is the topic of surface self-love or this concept of surface self-love versus really loving yourself well. And I want to just kind of, I guess, dive into what is surface self-love first and foremost. Now, to be very clear, I think that we can go through the actions, we can take care of ourselves, we can do these things, and I'm all for that. I'm all for us exercising or maybe trying to eat more nutritious meals or getting to bed and getting enough sleep. I think all of those things are great, and no matter what health habits you are currently working on, I do definitely want to encourage you to stick with those. However, I don't want us to keep kind of missing that opportunity to reconnect with ourselves or to possibly connect with ourselves for the first time and enter into a deeper, healthier relationship, I guess, with ourselves. Because I do really think that first and foremost, every 
result that we have, every goal that we set for ourselves, everything that we want to achieve really will start with the relationship that we ultimately have with ourselves. And that even goes as far to say that the quality of our relationships that we get to experience and we get to have with other people is also ultimately a result and a reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves. That goes for how we interact and our relationship with food, with exercise, with weight, all of it really does boil down to what we truly do think and believe about ourselves and how we are feeling about ourselves. So I want you to maybe just sit with that for a minute. I want you to honestly think about how you are currently thinking about yourself, maybe those deeper beliefs that you have about yourself, and just notice how you might find yourself being driven to take action from a place that maybe feels critical or judgmental or full of the guilt or the shame or comparison and not feeling good enough. Oftentimes, all of those kinds of things just end up creating the sense of self-pressure. So when we're just kind of going through the motions of self-love, kind of on that surface level of making those habit changes or changing things to our behavior, but we don't actually address how we truly feel about ourselves and we don't come into this more loving relationship with ourselves. oftentimes those actions that kind of do look like maybe self-love are really coming from a place of fear or judgment or kind of a harshness, if you will. So what I think about kind of this deep loving relationship with ourselves, it really does have to do with us having our own back no matter what. So no matter how many times you fail, no matter how many mistakes you make, no matter how many times maybe you don't follow through with the thing that you said that you would, It's not beating ourselves up. It's not uh, making ourselves feel guilty or criticizing ourselves. It's not comparing ourselves to other people or to maybe even past versions of ourselves. And it certainly isn't judging ourselves either. Now, ironically, what I have discovered over the past few years of really doing this deeper work on myself is that a lot of my activity, not only around exercise and food and things like that, but even in my business or even as a mom, or as a wife really was driven from a place of fear and criticism about myself. And that kind of is what led to that perfectionistic tendencies, the overachieving, um, the overworking, all of those kinds of things. So maybe just notice for yourself, like where do these actions that kind of look like they could be self-love, where are those maybe not actually coming from a super loving place for yourself? And how can you just kind of love on yourself a little bit more? So how will you know which one you're doing? Like, are you genuinely taking these actions from a place of true love for yourself and compassion? Or is it really from that place of fear and judgment and criticism? And I think the way that you will ultimately know is based on how you're feeling when you're taking the action. So like I said, we can feel, you know, on the one hand, maybe as we're working out or we're making certain choices around food or whatever, or going to bed on time, we might feel accomplished in that, right? We might feel disciplined. We might feel proud of ourselves. And I think that that's okay, but just recognizing that that is ultimately not what, that's not what's creating the criticism and the judgment. Likely there's another thought or another belief that you have about yourself that is what is ultimately producing any sort of feeling of criticism or judgment that you have for yourself. So even for example, 
if you, you know, made the goal to get to bed by, I don't know, nine o'clock at night, that's the time I'm usually in bed. I definitely like my early bedtimes, but I like, actually, I really love having those quiet, long, early mornings the next day. So let's say for you, you've made that goal to be in bed by nine o'clock so that you can get up a little bit earlier, maybe read or do some journaling, or you have this morning practice that you want to get into. So on the one hand, you might be feeling really jazzed about that, super stoked, really committed to this. You're feeling disciplined when it goes really well those first few days. But then maybe you notice that old habits creep in and maybe you're staying up a little bit later watching Netflix or scrolling on your phone. And before you know it, it is well past nine and you know that you're not going to get up the next day. On the one hand, you could still kind of have that discipline or that commitment to the goal, but oftentimes what I see kind of happening and creeping in with my clients is that instead it's kind of this voice of criticism or judgment that ends up coming in and starts to make them feel bad for not getting to bed on time or not getting up on time the next day. And so you just want to notice that you kind of have these two conflicting or competing stories, right? So it's like, Even if you are feeling super committed to a goal and you're feeling really focused, you're feeling really disciplined, you might still just want to kind of ask and see, like, is there any part of me that is doing this out of judgment or fear or shame or guilt or, you know, being super critical? And if you find yourself kind of constantly beating yourself up after maybe you make a mistake or you fail or let's say, you know, you had a specific workout plan or um, nutrition protocol that you created for yourself that you wanted to follow, but you notice yourself kind of slipping up or maybe not following through on that, just notice what the tendency is. Are you kind of there meeting yourself with uh, forgiveness and compassion and grace and kindness, or do you have that tendency to kind of go into the um, disciplinarian, right? So you kind of put that drill sergeant hat on and you sort of think that you have to kind of whip yourself into shape. So just kind of notice and based on how those different actions are feeling for yourself, that's going to be a really good indicator of, you know, are you really going through the motion of self-love or are you really, truly, genuinely, authentically loving yourself well And then the outpouring of that is what is creating that desire and that commitment to exercise or to making those changes in your nutrition or other parts of your lifestyle. So how might you shift from surface self-love to really loving yourself well and kind of on that deeper level? And we sort of just touched on that, but really and truly, it is going to be just about kind of gaining a bird's eye view of what you are generally thinking about yourself now. Like what are you truly believing about yourself? The story that you have about you. And sometimes it can be helpful to do this over a couple different days or maybe you just do it one day and that's enough to kind of bring some awareness. But what I like to do anytime that I wanna do kind of some mindset work or some exploratory work I'll put whatever the topic is, whatever the issue is, just kind of at the top of a piece of paper, and then I'll just kind of let myself do a big, massive brain dump. So in this case, what you would put at the top of your paper is your name, right? And so then you're just gonna go to town writing down all of the different thoughts that you are thinking about yourself. And you might notice that some of those thoughts are really loving, really encouraging, really kind. 
But then maybe the further that you go, you might notice that some of those thoughts tend to be a little bit nasty, a little bit mean, and you might even be a little bit surprised to see what is kind of happening under the surface that you might be thinking or believing about yourself. Now, the reason that I like to do this perhaps over a couple different days is that it seems like we can kind of ebb and flow, right? There are some days that we just feel so good about ourselves, right? Maybe we're feeling super confident. We're feeling like we're on top of the world, like we could conquer anything that came our way. But then maybe even just later that day or the next day or a couple days down the road, maybe something happens and it kind of throws that confidence off balance. And maybe we're not feeling quite as good about ourselves in that moment. So when you're sort of doing this brain dump over a few different days, especially if you kind of have these little dips in how you're feeling about yourself or your body image or something like that, you might be surprised to see that different thoughts kind of surface on different days. So it might be good for you to just kind of draw this journaling process out for a couple different days and then go back through and see if you can notice kind of some themed thoughts or some different patterns that just kind of keep coming up for you. And then you can really just kind of start to look at those. Now, I am a huge fan of journaling. And one of the main reasons is that it does create that physical separation from our minds and ourselves and what we're thinking, right? So often when we just have this tape kind of constantly playing in the back of our minds, or sometimes it feels like it's very loud and very in our face, we just get lost in that story. We get lost in that tape that's continually playing. But it's like when we journal, when we get it out of our heads, that really gives us an opportunity to take a step back and to start to look at those different thoughts with a little bit more objectivity. So we're not maybe necessarily swept up in that story or in that narrative that's playing, but it gives us a little bit of space to really take a step back and to just kind of look at it, right? And for some of us, this might be the first time that you've ever really stopped to look at your thoughts, right? I think for the longest time, I had no idea that my thoughts were even a thing or that they were like separate from me or not necessarily all the truth. I just thought this narrative that I had, the story that I had about myself was just the way that it was. It was just fact. It was just reality. That's what everybody else saw when they looked at me. And I just remember for the first time, like reading an article or a blog or something like that several years ago and discovering that actually like our thoughts are optional. What we decide to think about ourselves and our bodies is 100% optional and doesn't require circumstances or anything like that to change. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind. So as you're journaling, that's going to give you a really good little snapshot of kind of where you're at right now and what sort of is underlying maybe driving your actions. And you might even take it another step and kind of go through and look at, you know, all of these different thoughts. Like when you think a particular thought, maybe you just pull one of those out. When you think something like that, what are the actions that you're driven to do, right? Or what's that underlying feeling that is causing you to take those actions? What's motivating you in that way? Is it really coming from a genuinely loving place or is it really coming more from that that side that's full of judgment, full of criticism, full of kind of that self-loathing rather, rather than the self loving. So this is a great place to just start to kind of bring some awareness and to start to shift from maybe just going through the motions of loving yourself to really being able to love yourself on a much 
deeper level. Remember, we can always do the exact same actions, but from totally different emotional and mental places, and you're going to get drastically different results, right? So you could exercise from a place of shame and feeling bad about yourself and feeling like you need to get in shape, or you can exercise from this place of really caring about yourself, caring about your body, wanting to take care of it, knowing that you feel better after you get a little bit of movement in depending on the emotional and the mental place that you come from when you're exercising, that's going to produce different results for you. Whether um, you see it immediately, whether it's just in how you feel, whether it's in the actual tangible results that you are creating from the exercise in and of itself. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that this was extremely helpful. I hope that it kind of sheds some light on the difference between kind of loving yourself on a surface level and just kind of going through the motions, going through the actions, but on a deeper level, not really loving yourself all that well, not being kind or compassionate or understanding versus really taking a step back, doing the work to really create a solid, healthy, loving relationship with yourself. I promise you that the stronger your relationship is with yourself, the more connected that you feel to yourself, the more that you can have compassion and kindness and have your own back, the more that that is just going to pour out into the relationship that you have with your spouse, with your kids, with your coworkers, um, with family, all of the relationships in your life will become drastically better, drastically healthier, the more that you begin to work on the relationship that you have with yourself. So I hope that this was helpful for you. If you are ready to dive in and take this work deeper, then I wanna invite you to work with me. We will definitely get to work on the current story that you have, but we're also going to work on creating a new story that you really want to be living into in your whole entire life. So if that is something that you want to learn more about, you can email alicia at aliciacarlson.com or you can come and find me on social media. I'll be sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Hope you have a great rest of your day, a nice week, and I'll talk to you again soon.